0: Hello and
1: welcome.
0: I'm Michelle. And I'm Jessica, and this is Pretty Over Perfect.
1: We are two former neighbors and current best friends who love to talk about living a life full of goodness.
0: Join us as we strive to elevate the everyday through embracing simplicity, creativity, and a little sparkle.
1: Hi, Jessica. Hi Michelle, and hello to all of you listening. Welcome to the first episode of Pretty Over Perfect. We're so glad you're here. Uh, to start out,
0: Michelle, I think we should tell everybody a little bit about how we met.
1: Yes, we should, because it's it's kind of a funny story. Should I tell it, or do you want to? Let's both tell it. You start. Okay. Okay, so I was walking with my children to go pick up my other children from school, how many children over. do you have, Michelle? Oh, yes. Okay. I have four children. Okay. And my two boys were with me, and we went to go pick up the girls from school. Their elementary school is in my neighborhood. So we were walking to pick them up. And on our walk, I spied this adorable person in her front oh, yard with it. her children. And she had, like, this <laughs> super cute top knot, and she was, like, wearing a dress. And I was like, ooh, she's cute. <laughs> so... So I went over to talk to her, and I knew right away, Jessica, that you had great taste because all of our children have, like, matching names. It was the first sign. It was the first sign. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, do you want to come over to my house? And I'm glad you didn't think I was crazy. No, I didn't because – no, because, see,
0: my living room window was gigantic, and none of my children were in school yet – so I would frequently see you walking to and from school in front of my large window. And I, uh, I admired you from afar. You guys have to understand that Michelle is always put together. <laughs> even, even the late hours of the night to this day, I've still not seen her not put together. Anyway, oh. she was, she, she was walking her adorable children and just seemed so cute. So I definitely knew, I knew your face. And I was new to the neighborhood, so I was kind of, you know, had my eye out looking for people that I might want to be friends with. And you were at the top of the list. So I (laughs) already was trying to scheme on how I could introduce myself to you. So So you just went
1: outside and looked cute in your
0: yard. Yeah. Don't you know I timed it
1: all? (laughs) Yes. I feel like we also made kind of a spectacle. Like, I remember I would have my youngest son in a stroller, but he would be wearing, like, an astronaut helmet Often yes, I forgot about that. Oh, my god. Yeah, goodness. or he would just, I don't know, we would play games and pretend we were animals and stuff. So I'm guessing you're not the only person in the neighborhood who has seen us. But maybe you were the only person who thought we were cute. So that's good. <laughs> oh, man, it was it was very,
0: very inspiring to me that you would walk up to a complete stranger and invite me over. And of course, I said yes. And... Like Literally, we picked up our, <laughs> our children, and we walked around the corner to your home, and you guys... I've been learning from Michelle ever since. She's... Just for example, okay, so we walk in. Spontaneously, she invites me over, yet she has like the freezer full of these homemade cookie dough balls that she's just (laughs) ready to pull out at any moment when she's last minute hosting. And they were delicious. The best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had to this day. And I I just felt so warm and comfortable there. She's such a wonderful host. And her house is gorgeous. I wish you could all see it. We'll have to show some sneak peeks. Not sneak peeks, I guess. Show some little bits of your home. Just regular
1: peeks, I guess. Yes.
0: (laughs) There's nothing to hide, right? Um, anyway, just such a such a fun little first hangout, first of many. Yes.
1: I think that somebody else was coming over, too. That's why my house was clean. It's not always, like, immaculate or anything like that, but I am a big fan of inviting people over, so then I'm forced to panic tidy. That panic clean is really... That's when I, I, I get into the zone.
0: I kind <laughs> of miss that. It's been a while since we've had company over due to the I uh, know. circumstances of the covid
1: i know i feel like yeah things get a little out of hand when you aren't inviting people over to force you to tidy up quickly <laughs> so not you me i'm the the world it's easy to just be like eh, we're not going anywhere no one's coming over it's fine <laughs> we'll just trip over this pile of stuffed animals long right long. Uh, maybe that's
0: why i feel like my home's kind of getting out of hand the last few months yeah no, uh, frantic tidying
1: going on. Maybe. No frantic tidying. We'll have to get back to that. But, um, yeah. So I invited you over and then I was really glad that you found me on Instagram because I don't Should know. We, how to follow hold on. Should we, t- <laughs> Should
0: we talk about how I found you on Instagram? I saw this letter on her counter. And took note of her name <laughs> and There's immediately went home and insta- insta- insta-stalked you. And here we are.
1: Well, I'm glad that you did because, I mean, what's the follow-up to inviting someone from their yard? Like, I'd have to go back to your yard and be like, hello, are you here? <laughs> Do I am. want to be friends? <laughs> waiting like last time. <laughs> but then it was perfect because our kids are all little and we could just spend... All the time in the world together. Both of our husbands are very busy with their jobs. They're not around much. They're great guys. They're just not around. (laughs) They weren't at the time. So we got to spend a lot of time together with, you know, chatting, getting to know each other while our children played around our feet.
0: Yeah. And it was quite fun. I have since moved away. And those are some of the most, I think they're always going to be some of my fondest memories of having little, little kids. We've done many Tea Tuesdays together and late night baking sessions, watercolor sessions—so
1: many fun things. I know. Yeah, we do fun things with the kids, and then we put the kids to bed and do fun things for ourselves. Yeah, the adult versions. That's right. <laughs> of crafting or creating right. that don't that you don't have to let the little kids get involved with. Right, it's very fun.
0: There's a place. There's a time and a place for both, and both are very important. But I really yes. one. Um, I think, la- was it maybe two Valentine's Days ago, we sat, well, we set out to make, what were they?
1: Petty Fours. Petty Fours. such a weird name. But those tiny, like, tiny they're little. basically like teeny tiny little cakes that are frosted on all sides.
0: And then- They're very little.
1: ridiculous, but they're very they were make very in the ridiculous. middle of the night. See, we wouldn't
0: have done that with children.
1: No. But no. we really- <laughs> Children are more, that's like cupcakes, maybe. Sugar cupcakes. cookies. Sugar Maybys. cookies. Yeah. Anyway. Cookie dough we, balls. <laughs> I Did we pick a
0: day every week? I think that we would try something new. That was so fun.
1: Yeah. I think we tried like Thursdays. We would get together and just pick random things we wanted to work on, which was really fun. And I miss those days. So Maybe why so. did you move away? Well,
0: you know, I had to, <laughs> but that's why we're doing the podcast here. And we'll it's get true. more into that
1: later. Okay. So our first podcast, we are going to be talking about how we get ready for a new year. Jessica, when you're getting ready for a new year, is is the new year something that matters to you first of all, or is it like any other day? Oh, I'm one of those that really I get excited
0: by the new year and the chance to come up with some new goals and ambitions and also look back on the past year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel that I really love like the fresh start of a new year. It feels like a clean slate, even though I don't really set New Year's resolutions, because I kind of think that, you know, if there's a problem in your life, and you can address it, you should no matter what time of year it is. But I really do enjoy how in January, it's kind of it kind of invites a time of like real reflection and planning. Yeah. So um, what do you do? To reflect and plan. Is one more important than the other to you?
0: I think both have a really significant place in the whole process of growing and improving. Personally, though, I'm a pretty introspective person. I like to think deep. I like to look back. On a more casual level, I did take up running a few years ago. As an outlet... Little kids at home. Sometimes you really just mm-hmm. want to run away. And I literally, <laughs> literally did
1: literally every Saturday.
0: Did <laughs> I would, um, yeah, take some time to myself there. And I found it to be a very reflective time, a space that I could think through current issues, past issues or current successes and build upon those. More formally, though, I do love to journal and it's gotten a little bit harder as my kids have come into the picture. So this last year, I used an app called Penzu. Have you heard of that?
1: Only from you, but it does sound really cool. Penzu.
0: Yes. It's spelled P-E-N-Z-U. I think I found it through a college class back in the day. But it's very nice because I can just pull out my phone, jot down some thoughts whenever I have a minute, which I did designate some time on my Saturday runs, which I still do. I found this Beautiful little bench that has a nice view of the mountains by my home and I would just pull out my phone and reflect jot down some thoughts that were that I was mulling over and I find that to be a very wonderful time to process and reflect. What are some of the ways that you reflect, Michelle?
1: Okay, well, I wish that I was into running. You always like tempt me to think I thought that you I'm were running i do when i left you you were running (laughs) you i know you inspired me but then you're running like a long ways and i'm like running like a few blocks and i'm like okay that was that was fun (laughs) but i do yes it is a good time to really just clear your head and i should probably get back in the habit but for us for reflecting we do a couple of things we kind of do a family right now we kind of do a kind of a family journaling process that's not too time intensive, but on Sundays we do family journaling and we just write down in little notebooks. Everyone has their own little notebook. And I have like an 11 year old, a nine year old, and a seven year old, and then a four year old. So the four year old just draws pictures and interrupts constantly. But <laughs> the other ones, <laughs> they're, they're into writing in their journals. So they write, so we all write big wins from the past week and things we're looking forward to in the next week and things we're grateful for. And it's just kind of a nice time to reset. And then we kind of take that uh, format and do sort of a big formal event at New Year's. It's not really actually a formal event, but we just, we have dinner and we light candles and we just sit around talking to each other and saying for each other things that we noticed that were big wins for them, big areas of improvement, something we really loved seeing them grow in over the past year. And then we talk about what we're excited for in the new year as well. And it's really fun. It's been become a really fun tradition as it's grown to have that like reflection on the whole year together as a family.
0: Okay. That's, that's amazing. So one, your kids are, are still excited about taking that time every Sunday to reflect. I love say those things again that they, those different categories that they respond to.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we write about big wins from the week before things we're looking forward to in the next week. And then things we're grateful for. And I think wow. we, I think my husband started this from the Panda Planner. He's very into the Panda Planner journal, which is – What very, is that? So it's kind of uh, uh, like an intense journaling journal. Wow. I don't know. Well, it just has lots of questions. And okay. uh, some of those questions we got from the Panda Planner. And then I think it has, you know, you set goals for the year, for the month, for the day kind of thing. And he really likes looking at how the year is going to go through that. And that's a little bit too much – journaling for me. But I do really like the weekly time of reflection and resetting and getting ready for the week ahead, especially because so we were doing that pretty consistently, the family journaling at the beginning of the year, and then the pandemic hit and life was chaotic. And we kind of just stopped doing it. And only in like the latter part of the year did we come back to doing it. And it was really good. I wish we had been better about doing it the whole time through because even Mm -hmm. in crazy times, it is so good to look back and realize how many good things are happening and how, you know, even for every week where something really fun that we wanted to do got canceled, we had other amazing things to be grateful for and things that felt really good and goals that we were accomplishing. And then to look back and read those at the end of the year and see just how far we've come. And it just, it feels really good. And it feels good to say, wow, that year actually had some really amazing parts to it, (laughs) even though the tendency is to think it was all awful. And certainly there were like big moments of disappointment and huge moments of loss and sadness, but to also be able to say, oh, there were good things too. Right. (laughs) And, nice
0: i feel like the tendency at least i mean i even saw on a shirt in the store peace out 2020 right like that's the vibe about 2020 and i get that we've had a very very challenging year um over in our world but if we take the time to reflect with an eye of an of optimism mm -hmm. We can really see what you're just saying and find the beauty and the growth that came.
1: Exactly. And like twenty twenty one isn't going to be a better year than twenty twenty unless we do something to make it that way. (laughs) Right. Because you know, so far a lot of the same limitations are still in place, a lot of the same setbacks or just Right. You know, general mayhem is still happening. Right. So if we want right. to feel better about 2021, 20, we're going to have to do that ourselves.
0: I, I did something similar to your family. Um, Because my journal is so easily accessible, it was nice to just sit down at the close of that year and just skim through my journal entries. And there was quite the common theme of, I don't know how I'm going to keep going. This is too hard. How is yeah. this happening again? But yeah, I did. I did keep going. And now I'm here. And as I let those experiences work through me, I'm growing. And I now know that I have reserves of strength that I didn't know about. And I'm proud of the change I saw in myself as I learned to respect and love more when people I loved viewed big issues differently than I I don't know. Yeah, the list can go on. And this like you're saying, this tendency to just look at the hard or to just wish things to be done, hard things to be over it, it can rob us of finding that beauty. And I, I was listening to another podcast recently and they shared this quick little parable. It's mm-hmm. called the parable of the fish that I, has kind of helped me broaden my perspective. It, it goes like this. Excuse me, said an ocean fish. You are older than I. So can you tell me where to find this thing they call the ocean? The ocean, said the older fish, is the thing you are in now. Oh, this? But this is water. What I'm seeking is the ocean, said the disappointed fish, and he swam away to search somewhere else. Hmm. As we look, as we realize, as we realize that there is so much good and beauty, even though it's also hard and ugly sometimes, we don't wish our life away and miss these golden moments and these wonderful experiences that we really did have through that challenging
1: year. Well, and that's funny that you tell that parable, because it reminds me that right before like the shutdowns happened. So probably January, February of last year, I had just this like, feeling like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like I was like, things are really good right now. Something is about to go wrong. And um, not like in a pessimistic way, but just like, it was just like a really hold on to these moments because we were, I think everyone was living like they would last forever. And nothing would ever stop us. And then all of a sudden, in a matter of days, weeks, you know, the world essentially came crashing down around us. And all of those things that I didn't even realize I was taking for granted suddenly became the most valuable, the most precious things in our lives, right? Like seeing other people and spending time together and having people over for breakfast or whatever. Like all of that just became the most valuable thing in our lives and we couldn't right. we couldn't have it so
0: right and maybe Ugh. we can we can remember how valuable they are in the future when one Absolutely. day we can host Absolutely. and invite yeah. people over and not wear masks one day it will happen yes. it will and happen. we will be so much more appreciative hopefully. yeah
1: yeah and i try to think that too about this time As crazy as it is, like, I'm homeschooling our kids, actually homeschooling them, not – our school's system here is all or mostly online. Mm -hmm. And so I just pulled my kids out of school to homeschool them. And, yeah, just kind of knowing that this, too, is its own special time that I'm going to look back on and say, you know, it wasn't all sunshine and roses, but there were some really good things that we had then that we'll never get back again. And so – Really trying to be present to the goodness that is all around us, the water that is also yes. in the ocean. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And like I said, I'm kind of a naturally introspective person. And there's a question that I, I ask myself when I am dealing with struggle or even really happy times. And it's how will I have wished I handled this as I look back on this moment yeah. in the future? Because I'm going to. I'm going to hope that I really did bring out the good and enjoy the the happy moments because, you know, my children, for example, they're going to grow up no matter what. And I want to make sure that I'm enjoying the good parts yeah. of motherhood and life in general. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, moving on from reflection, Michelle, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you approach the new year? If you don't set goals, tell us what you do.
1: Okay, so I don't really pick New Year's resolutions, but I do like to think of a theme for the year. And usually in December or so, I'll just start thinking of what do I what do I kind of want my like overall focus in the new year to be about. And then there's sort of like little ways within that that I see myself working on that. So for instance, last year's um, theme of the year was very ironically simplicity. Uh-huh. Which I find to be <laughs> hilarious because, of course, when I set that goal, I was thinking, oh, well, I just want to, like, really simplify a bunch of processes in my life or I want to make, like, having people over for dinner super simple so I can do it all the time. And yeah. we had actually totally gotten into that stride and we were inviting families and friends yeah, over. Yeah, saying like, that every sunday and it was so fun and it was like great we even had this whole system where we would like all clean the house together on saturday and then we would all go on an adventure and then the house would be clean so we'd have friends over for Mm. brunch on sunday and then we do our sunday journaling like it was like i like wrote it down i was like this is the epitome Mm. of the best weekend possible
0: (laughs) that is that sounds great i'm going to pocket that idea yeah (laughs) yeah
1: It was so much fun. And then, of course, seeing people became illegal. And so all of those things that we had that we were doing just kind of went out the door. And mm-hmm. and then it was funny. A few months later, I found that I had written down the theme of simplicity again. Like, I found it again. And I was, you know, of course, I was just like, well, things have been simplified for me in many ways. right? And yet... There were all kinds of new challenges that we were facing. And mm-hmm. so it was a good reminder to face those challenges with the most simplicity possible. For instance, when we decided to homeschool, at first, I just had like, oh, so many plans, so many ideas, like, oh, we're going to do so many great, wonderful things. My kids are going to be geniuses at the end, and it's going to be fun. And then I quickly realized that teaching three elementary school students Is quite a lot when they're all in different grades. And and I just needed to like simplify my goals back to the not like Mm -hmm. the bare minimum, but like Mm -hmm. just simplify my expectations of what we could get done in order to all stay sane and all stay happy and healthy and all of those things. So it ended up being a really good theme for 2020. Right.
0: But you had to kind of reapply in a different way. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was good. So that's kind of why I like focusing on themes because a lot of my goals that I set out in 2020 maybe didn't happen as far as, you know, I had like trips that I wanted to go on or all of these ideas of yeah. how the year would go and that a lot of them didn't happen. So, focusing on a theme allowed me to adjust it accordingly yeah. <laughs> to do life as it came. So that was good. And this year I have chosen the theme of You might have guessed it because it's the title of this podcast, Pretty Over Perfect. Tell us about it. Okay, so Pretty Over Perfect is all about embracing life and the beauty that is all around us instead of always hoping or wishing for some other perfection that I have imagined is Mm -hmm. existing somewhere else. And I feel like in some ways our world is just so inundated by constant social media and right. advertising in all kinds of different forms. And it always seems like someone else has something better or is doing something more fun. <laughs> I feel
0: like it just because of all of that, all that you've just said, it makes it seem perfection is attainable and we're the ones that aren't attaining it.
1: Yes. Yes. Like, And on so many different levels too, right? Right. Like everyone is an amazing cook and an amazing artist and, and like an amazing, I don't even know. Everybody's amazing at everything. And it can just feel like, like that's really hard to get to. So Mm -hmm. part of pretty over perfect is just embracing like the process and the growing and the learning instead Mm -hmm. of always pining for some imagined perfection that I've seen out there in the world And it's also about lowering my threshold for completion, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I think that I definitely have a tendency to want to make things really like polished and, and I don't necessarily think that's bad, but sometimes it can get, yeah, yeah. Like I think that that can be good in a lot of ways, but sometimes it keeps me from just doing something because I'm like waiting to do it when it's the best time.
0: Waiting to do it or waiting to call it done. Until it's, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, both of of those things, right? It's like constantly evolving. And so, uh, for instance, over – I got to practice this right away when I went to my mom's for Christmas break. And she is downsizing her house, cleaning out the family house. So I brought home a bunch of photos from my childhood. And I set them aside and mentally was picturing some elaborate scrapbook They would be made into, you know, and it was just going to be this whole process. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like make these chronological and write titles. And it's just going to be like this whole thing. And then I was out running errands and I was like, you know what? I'm going to Michael's right now. I'm getting the most basic (laughs) album they have. And I'm just going to put the photos in the album, like just tape on, (laughs) tape them on some paper, put them in the album, call it a day. And it ended up being really fun. Because I got to, like, laugh at trying to, make you know, do the chronology of my life based on my bangs. Right. So cute. (laughs) So cute. So many bangs. It's like a lifelong struggle. (laughs) and I'm I'm doomed to repeat it. (laughs) But there they are, just in all their glory. So, yeah. So it was actually really fun just to do it and to not set this, like, elaborate expectation for myself. But just to say, like, you know what? Just get it done. And now you will yeah. enjoy the album more than the box of photos that would have Absolutely. just been like shuffled from place to place right. for right. potentially years. Because like when else was I ever going to have the time for that?
0: Right. Yeah. I think I think you need to to share photos of that photo album. Oh gosh. Maybe on our, yes. our Instagram. Yes.
1: I should. I, I wore big glasses and I had bangs. Oh, you were great. adorable. I got such
0: a kick. <laughs> you shared a little bit of it
1: on your own Instagram a few weeks ago. And I yeah. just loved looking at, at what you shared. So cute. It was fun. It was fun. And then I you know, was texting the pictures to my childhood friends and to my sisters. And you know, it was a very – it was like a wonderful way of connecting with all of these people, too. And I would not have done that.
0: Right. If you I waited for the out perfect that, if I was supplies
1: perfect. moment. Yeah. So I'm just trying to – uh, like I said, lower my threshold for completion a little yeah. bit and so that I can just enjoy, like take the actual joy of of doing something and let that be the focus instead of perfection. Right. And uh another way that I've been doing that, uh, sort of like a mini goal that I set within that theme is to go outside every day for at least 20 minutes, which might sound ridiculous, but – I live in the Pacific Northwest, and it rains here a lot in the winter, and I'm homeschooling my kids. So it can be, like, surprisingly easy for me to go an entire day without leaving the house. But science continually (laughs) tells us that going outside is, like, a better indicator of happiness than money. Mm -hmm. So I should probably do that more. So I'm trying to embrace the pretty over-perfect because, like, I – Used to think that going outside every day was for people who like lived in the Bahamas or something.
0: Right. Like they you were really didn't live here.
1: Right. Like right. that that must not apply to people who live in rainy climates. <laughs> but uh apparently it's not true. It is for people who live in rainy climates. So I have just been going outside and again and, and again kind of like lowering my threshold for completion. Like if I tell myself I need to spend five hours every day outside, yeah. that's not gonna happen. Not possible. But like if I make the bare minimum twenty minutes, it's often, quite often, more than that. But on the days where it's like really rainy and awful, it's just barely twenty minutes and that's okay. <laughs> and I'm proud of you. Yeah. And the and other day, smell though- it now It just Oh, oh I miss it. I, I know. know you're frustrated
0: with the with the rain, but I do miss it.
1: Well, the crazy thing is, is I do go out there and I'm like, wow, the weather is really quite nice here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. this is lovely and the sky is beautiful and it feels so good to breathe that fresh, clean air. And like, our neighborhood is lovely to walk around. I'm, I'm still, I, I don't know, I'm never going to find as wonderful of friends just sitting in their yards, but I'm looking. <laughs> always looking for friends i'm looking i'm looking for friends and i'm always
0: peering out my window seeing who's going to walk by
1: (laughs) you never know so yeah so those are sort of how i have like a bigger theme and like small little right little resets inside of it and also like go ahead oh just going outside can just totally reset a bad day oh i agree I absolutely everyone agree. involved especially like with kids especially with homeschooling like it is oh, very your become a very important goal you are amazing
0: you and every other mama who's homeschooling yeah i worship you i admire <laughs> you <laughs> um okay so this theme pretty over perfect is something that you were going to filter decisions through and expectations through in kind of all aspects of your life
1: yeah, yeah. like, it's easier to just do it. Or I think, too, like when you're meeting new friends or something like that, I, I guess that doesn't really happen as much. But like, it can be so intimidating, because you feel like you have to be perfect. And it's like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be me. And we're gonna enjoy the awkward first moments of relationship. <laughs> and it's all gonna be okay. And, and also like, enjoying moments with, you know, my family that are less than, that are less than perfect. Uh, like we talked about, you know there are there are times to be pursuing like an adult level of creativity, and then there are times to just like let the kids go crazy and make the kitchen a mess and just enjoy that that messiness and that process and and not be so worried about the outcome or how sticky the floors are going to get because we can always wash them.
0: I love that that's a wonderful theme, of course, yeah. you know I love it. This has yes. kind of actually been our mantra for the last. I don't know, a couple years. Sometimes I'll yeah. send you a picture of a cake that I made and I'll yeah. hashtag pretty over perfect.
1: As yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we talk about that too, right? Where like you make a cake and you photograph like the good side and there's a side that is maybe a little tilty or, you know, the frosting isn't quite right or whatever, but that's fine. You just turn it towards the back. It's pretty over perfect. You call it good.
0: That's right. And delicious. And who doesn't like to get a cake? Even if it's not perfect.
1: Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A cake is fun, whether it's tilty or not. That's right. (laughs) I feel like I recently made a cake that got, like, so tilted. I was like, this is – anyways, I still delivered it because, you know what? It tasted good. (laughs) And that's the important thing with cakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, Jessica, I like to pick a theme of the year to sort of set my intentions what do you do to foster growth in the new year? Well, I have also picked
0: a theme in the past, and I think it's very effective. But a few years ago, I found myself kind of in a hard spot. My my third baby was just newborn, and mm-hmm. my husband was in chiropractic school at the tail end. And so he was, like we mentioned earlier, not really around. <laughs>
1: no No sleep
0: you know and it was winter and dark outside and I was kind of struggling with some seasonal depression but I realized that when I created I felt a spark and I felt happy and so I decided to choose 12 different areas creative areas specifically that I wanted to improve upon and I designated one to each month of the next year so I I worked on different thank you I worked on different areas like, um, watercolor. My, I think my mom gave me a cute watercolor book and a set of watercolors and I determined to learn how to use them. So I, I spent time one month watching YouTube videos and reading this book and practicing and practicing making cards and just different prints for my home not that any of them were worthy yeah. enough to display
1: maybe at that point. No, but... I love it. I got some of those cards and I still have them. You got They're all so of those cards adorable. probably, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. But but
0: I was okay not being perfect at it because I knew that my goal that month was to just learn and improve and to be better than I was before. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. Some other areas that I focused on were flower
1: arranging. Oh, tell me more about that. Like... I love flowers, but they always seem expensive. So how do you how do you do? They ranging?
0: yeah, they are. When you get it from a shop, I actually used to work at a flower shop, but i was I was just the one that would green the vases, like I would put all of the greenery in the vases mm-hmm. and hand oh, it to yeah. the designer. So I wanted to actually play around with designing, and I I know that what we charged for those arrangements and they were not really affordable for my situation then, and um, so I would go to Trader Joe's and mm. pick just several loose. Fresh flowers that are very quite very affordable, and I would just arrange them, play around with them, and display them. And it makes me so happy to have some live blooms in my kitchen, especially during the darker months. Oh yes, yeah. So that was fun. Um, I also did work on the the intimidating task of meringue, which <laughs> oh, yes. I had Mere- to try. <laughs> which I had tried to make successfully for years. I don't know what it was. I still don't know what it was exactly, but I could not successfully make meringue. So last, I've done this now for two years and it was last February that I decided I was going to master meringue. And I made it in a row. Like I got like three dozen eggs and I made meringue 14 times and failed 14 times in a row. But on the 15th try, thanks to Mary Berry's YouTube video, I wow. successfully oh, made a meringue. I made it. Yay. I was so proud of it. My kids were like celebrating with me because they, they were like watching me do this and fail and try again, and fail and try again. And it turned out Beautifully, we made macarons, we made Pavlova. I made a cake just filled with or um, topped with lots of different meringue varieties, different f- varieties of meringue. and um I just I felt so proud of myself. but it took that space that was dedicated to that process of improving. And, yeah, anyway, that was probably my most exciting month because it was I had failed exciting. at it for for many, <laughs> many other months. So that yes, was fun. It was good.
1: And it's like so great too when you do it, like when you have one focus because you knew to buy three dozen eggs. It's like so, if you exactly. were just going to try it one time, you know, you might've run out of eggs pretty quickly. Exactly. And you're dead in the water. <laughs> right. Or with my watercoloring,
0: I have a set in a box that's very accessible. And so during quiet time, I will sometimes pull that out and um, whip up a little card for a friend or whatnot. And it's it's doable because the supplies are accessible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's half the battle sometimes is getting all the stuff. Right. Right.
0: Another exciting skill that I learned was the art of sourdough, which Mm. I had designated to April of this last year. (laughs) pre-pandemic <laughs> pre-pandemic you were
1: cool before everyone was, else
0: that's right no that was another one that i had to try and fail out a few times before i successfully made it but when i made i made the sourdough starter from scratch and then um successfully made a loaf and then i started adding mixins and stuff that's a that was a fun thing to learn and i can gift that easily yeah. or share it with my family or
1: oh your bread is so good when we came to visit in the summer I think you made us like a cheddar garlic loaf that was
0: that is one of my favorite Amazing.
1: My you. mouth is salivating right now as I'm talking about the bread because that's how good it was. We'll come back and already. I'll make,
0: you, okay. I'll make you as many loaves re- as you
1: desire. I'll drive over. You just get started right now.
0: <laughs> it is a process. I'll be
1: there. <laughs> I yes, probably I'll be there in 12 hours when exactly. you'll be ready. That's
0: exactly how long I well, maybe
1: even more. Be ready tomorrow by dinner. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. No, but I loved it. It was so good. Best bread I've had in a long time. Worth a month of focused attention. Focused attention.
0: Exactly. Anyway, that was just a fun way for me to improve in areas that I wanted to improve in. And it's interesting how when you give yourself that time to, you know, try it and maybe not do it exactly right. You don't get so discouraged and you have a little bit more grace. At least I had a little bit more grace for myself as I failed a few times along the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like pretty over perfect too in the sense of just like, it's okay. It's not going to be perfect the first time. I'm just going to enjoy the learning (laughs) of how to do this. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Success to me was not making that loaf of bread perfect it was simply researching it, trying it, having, like we said, the supplies necessary, and trying and improving. That to me was the success behind it. It was just improving and researching. Because a yeah. lot of times I just try to do things. I just try to do things without doing all of the research and having the proper things or tools yeah. that I
1: need, and I get frustrated when it doesn't work out. I'm like, why didn't this work? I only had half the ingredients and half the time it said. It's just supposed to work out for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I love – so, like, you know, it was just that you tried. You didn't have a certain amount. It was kind of just like when I have free time, I'm going to spend it on on this item or this thing. Or when I'm going to be baking, it's going to be sourdough. Yes. Which I love. And I love that, too, because I feel like half the time when I have free time, I – Waste it, wondering what i should do so <laughs> there's so many things i yeah. would like to improve at so i love that like that focus would just be like you have a little bit of time now you're gonna make sourdough
0: right that's a good point that it. is that is how it went some of the time not all the time
1: <laughs> yeah more than Sometimes it would have gone have to do if things. i did not predetermine yes exactly Okay, so Jessica, I pick a theme for the year, and you pick twelve areas of focus for one for each month. Mm-hmm. What if we combine the two and make the year of improvement colon? Pretty over-perfect? pretty
0: perfect? Hey.
1: <laughs> I love it. Let's I do it. it. <laughs> because then we'll combine like the goals and the focus. Said focus a lot, but we're 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 combining the focus with mm-hmm. the embracing of. It's not always going to be perfect, and we're going to enjoy the ride as yes. we do it. I love it, and I think it would be fun
0: to hear on the podcast discuss one area of improvement each month, and um, some areas that we have discussed that we're kind of interested in um, improving upon. Are areas like connection, organization, home decor, photography, and hosting. Hopefully we can get into that in the latter part of the year. When maybe it's not illegal. That's right. And it would be fun. (laughs) Always. It would be fun to have any listeners who are interested in joining us to come
1: along for the ride. Yeah, we'd love it if you would join us either on either doing what we're focusing on, or maybe you have your own areas of improvement you want to work on. I don't know. Maybe you want to learn more about rocket science or gardening. I'm not sure. That's a good one. But you could pick one, one for each uh, month of the year, and we could all work on them together. Right. And touch
0: base on our Instagram, which is at prettyoverperfect, where, you know, because we're going to be talking about things here on the podcast, but there's a lot of things that are very visual that we will share there, and we'd yes. love to connect that way.
1: Yeah, so come find us. Come stalk us, like Jessica stalk stalked us. me. <laughs> Good things come from stalking. Maybe Sometimes, maybe <laughs> when it's insta stalking. That's right. Okay,
0: so next month we want to talk about connection. It's Valentine's Day. We want to talk about connecting the with those who live far away, um, with our kids. Maybe you know specifically individually with our kids and with our significant others and friends in our community.
1: Yeah, so we'll be back in a couple of weeks talking about how we're fostering those connections and ways we hope to improve them. Some ideas for all of those different relationships and how to, um, I guess, how to improve them. I suppose right. how to how to find how to find all the time because it always seems like if you're not paying attention to your time and how it's used, it right. flitters away, <laughs> Absolutely. And I actually
0: started on. One of my projects I'm excited to share, um, about connecting with those who live far away today with Ooh. my kids. So Ooh.
1: I'm just a little, uh, yep.
0: A little sneak preview oh, teaser teaser. That's the word
1: I was looking for. Thank you. I love it. Well, I can't wait to hear all about it in a few weeks. And, uh, in the theme of pretty over perfect, we will be releasing this first episode <laughs> of our podcast, even though it's definitely not perfect. Hopefully, right. it's like pretty enough, or maybe close to, to
0: pretty. At least close, to, close pretty. to
1: pretty. <laughs> Either way, we're going to enjoy the process of learning how to do this step by step, because we think it's fun.
0: Fun is good. Yes. And If you If you made it this far in the podcast, hey, mom, you might be hey. the only one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: thank you, though, for those of you that have made it this far. Thank you. We look forward to coming back in a few weeks to talk about connection.
1: We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.